was born ready to play. Everything changed. at it once again you know today was the grayest day i've seen in a long time and we haven't seen the sun in days, weeks weeks right like it came out a little bit earlier in the week and then it lasted like an hour right and then it's back to cloudy yeah but this is the kind of gray that we had today that it was like a black and white movie. I mean, it turned everything just mm-hmm. gray. Yeah. It was so gloomy today, which got me kind of leaning towards a certain scotch. And uh, you could probably guess. So my low end, I got two. It's a, it's a, it's a duo. A duo. Oh. Johnny Walker. Song of Fire and Ice. Song of Fire and Song of Ice. Two Mm. different scotches. Game of Thrones edition. Game of Thrones that they put out. And I'm like, I want to... I want to... Something cheap, but something peaty. Mm. Today. And they go far? I'm pretty sure... I haven't had these in a long time. They've been kind of sitting dormant for months. But I, I think this one is peated, the Song of Fire. And this one is meant to be more of a sipped on ice. It's kind of a shtick. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a playing into the fire and ice theme. <laughs> but and we're we don't have any ice here. Well. Yeah, so we're just ice. gonna we're gonna have these straight and maybe a drop of water. But if that's the case that they are that one's peated and this one's not let's start with the non-peated one I wonder what's the percentage of these bad boys uh, let's see 62.8% no I'm just kidding I was about to say <laughs> whoa Johnny Walker no that's 40 40.2% ooh nice scorching <laughs> It's better than 40.0. Yeah, I guess so. That point two will make a difference. Hmm. You know what? So a little bit of that reminds me of strawberries. Don't know why. Hmm. So this is the one we're doing is the Song of Ice. Yeah. And let's see what it says. Uh, Ice shapes mountains. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a blend, blended Scotch whiskey inspired by these wild dwellers of the north. Malt from Kleinlish, one of Scotland's most northern distilleries, gives the blend a crisp, clean taste. The blend's delicate flavors is green and grassy with notes of vanilla and tropical fruit. This blended scotch whiskey is best enjoyed over ice for a cold, smooth finish. Cold finish. Oh. 
Yeah, I, for some reason I'm getting fresh strawberries. Hmm. I'm not getting that. I don't know what I'm getting, actually. I mean, the nose is not bad. I'm not picking too much up of anything. Hmm. And Johnny Walker. And Kleinlish, it, it just says Kleinlish, but it's a blend, so. Mm hmm. Um, that's just one uh, ingredient. I like the flavor. I went in for my sip already, obviously. It's almost like with these blended low proof ones, it's like once you had one, you kind of had them <laughs> all. And there's only a few that really stand out. Right. Like street pumas. Yeah, I was just going <laughs> to say. Mm hmm. It's not bad. Again, like coconut. Almost like coconut rum. A little bit. It, it does have like a rum character to it. Once you yeah. said that. Yeah, it's pretty light. Actually, I could see how ice would make this better. Yeah, I could see that too. Uh, I mean... That's weird to say. Hmm. Yeah, maybe if it's... Hmm, I don't know. I don't know what theme they were going for here. I guess. The bottles are cool, though. Yeah, Game of Thrones. <clears throat> yeah, you said that. The northern... Uh, the northern people? Hmm. I... You ever read Game of Thrones? <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, you're four books into it, right? No. no. Yeah. <clears throat> you caught me. I read, the fir like, the first two-thirds of the first book, and I'm like, okay, I heard that there's going to be many characters, like thousands of characters, like over a thousand characters that you need to be familiar with. And I'm like, eh, I'm going to wait on this. So I didn't even finish it. I'm just going to put it aside. Mm-hmm. For another day. But I, I could tell it was one of those easy reads. I mean, you're going to burn right through it. It's going to be really good. Yeah, this, here the show is uh, pretty popular. I mean, it's over with now, but... A lot of people uh, raved about it. Yeah. Hmm. I'm pretty sure people that weren't into whiskey but we're into Game of Thrones bought these bottles because I think they have more than this they they have other Game of Thrones ones too that I've seen before you know it's 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 not that light actually it's kind of no 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 for what it is it's pretty full flavored but the flavor isn't super intense or anything uh -uh. Which is kind of sounds counterintuitive. Like, how could it be non-intense and light? Uh, it's it's not light, but it's intense. Not light. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I confuse myself. 
it's bold and light at the same time. The the flavor. But yeah. with the proof and all this stuff, you know. Yeah, maybe the proof. If you could have this at 46 or 48%. Yeah, we might be seeing a different story. If you could just have bottle. Kleinlish by itself for 48%. <laughs> huh. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What more can you say about this? Not much. It's, it's a good blend of scotch. Yeah. Is, this is blended, right? Um, cool yeah. bottle, cool theme. I mean, if you're a whiskey lover or a Johnny Walker lover and a Game of Thrones lover, this is right up your alley. And if <laughs> you're a Game of Thrones person, I mean, the bottles are a cool collection. They're pretty cool. Um, yeah, but the whiskey's not bad. But if you're a whiskey enthusiast, not saying that me and Dylan are, but we have dabbled a lot in the whiskey, so it takes a lot to impress us, really. Yeah. But yeah, these this is good. And this is a good low end. The Can't what, remember how much what these attracted were? me to it was because it's a special edition Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I thought, well maybe they will you know make something totally new. Yeah. That is not like their regular stuff. And this is this is kinda totally new. But it's not so far away yeah. from their other stuff. All these limited edition bottles or whatever, you think that it would be something amazing? Yeah. Like, um, I can't remember what bottle I seen the other day. But they have the standard on the shelf. And then the limited edition bottle is like 40 more bucks. And I looked at the bottom, I'm like, oh, okay, so there's going to be some different stuff in here. And I'm looking at all the things. Oh, same proof. Oh, same age statement. Uh, oh, the only thing that's different is the bottle. Oh. Oh, okay. So you're paying, <laughs> you're paying a lot of money for... Okay. Special edition bottle. Baker's Mark, they do that a lot, but people love those uh, Kentucky Derby bottles, which I get. Mm. But they don't open them, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is cool, though. I'm not mad at it. No? I have a rating for it. Um, 81? I was going to say 79. Yeah. It's not uh, terrible. Mm-mm. It's not my thing, though. This one isn't... This is something... This is the perfect whiskey. If you don't want to have... If you don't want to have a whiskey that you don't want to, you know, take your time with and think about or yeah. something, you're like, yeah, I had a long day, give me a pour or something, watch right. a movie or some highlight on YouTube or something and just sip on this. Right. Yeah, there's been many, many times. I That's kind of how I view cheap Japanese stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like I, it's, it's all like in the 28 to $39 range. And it's just meant to be... Don't even think about it, you know? Like, it's not meant to ponder over the complexities of it. It's just, mm-hmm. just something quick. Yeah. It could be used in a cocktail, like... A rusting a, ale or something? Very few scotch cocktails, but yeah. I would think it'd be a great blender. 
mm-hmm. for a cocktail. All right. Pretty impressive. Ready to move on to the next? Yeah. I probably keep my same glass. Okay. So what we got for our next choice? 79 and 81 on that fire song of ice? Yeah. A song of ice. All right. Song of fire. You should keep these bottles after you're done with them, too. <laughs> Try to get me riled up, aren't you? I knew you were talking. I knew you were that. I just knew that you were reacting. Like, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Huh. Is this the same whiskey? <laughs> That's what I just was thinking. Wow. Okay. What? See what I was saying? <laughs> what I was just literally talking about, even though they're in a different bottle. It has to be some type of difference when we taste it, but the nose is completely, exactly the same. Fire consumes everything it touches. <laughs> it melts steel and homes and sharpens. Oh, okay. All right. Johnny Walker, A Song of Fire is a blended scotch whiskey inspired by the beast of the sky. Peated malt from Kalila lends subtle smoke What? tempered by a rich rounded sweetness. A full bodied flavor delivers subtle red fruit, a hint of spice, and a sweet smoke. One one thing I can tell you is it's darker than what we had. Yeah. And one thing I can tell you about Kalila is it's not that color. (laughs) Uh, This blended scotch whiskey is best enjoyed neat for a warm, smooth finish. So what do you want us to do, Johnny Walker? Game of Thrones? Ice or neat? Which one is it? (laughs) So, Make up your mind. Okay. Let's start with the peat. I don't smell any. I don't smell any peat. (laughs) I don't smell any peat. In fact... I smell a lot of Kleinlish. Man, Well, just no. like the... Or whatever was in the last one. Dill. This ain't it. It's not, this the, is, it's not this, fire what, from the what, sky? What you just read is advertised is not in this glass. What? Hmm. It's like the same whiskey, but just artificial coloring to make it darker. In case that you did buy both of these at the same time, you're like, wait, these are the same. Oh, wait, no, the color's different. Uh, there is a... Oh, don't do this to me. 5%. <laughs> don't do this to this me. This is less than 5%. What? Kalila. Uh, this is like... They took a capful per barrel of Kalila. <clears throat> Oh, uh, you know what? I actually got the warmish finish more from the uh, Song of Ice. Yeah, but these are like almost identical. Yeah, they're really close. 
Uh, that's that's kind of what you get with Have a cheap blend. Have you ever reviewed the same whiskey in two different bottles? <laughs> this is what you got. What? Oh, there is no peat on the nose. Zero. I don't... Do you really get any on the taste? I mean, uh, it's a, a I'm a talking, like I said. A hint. Just a hint at the end. Wow. You know what they think they did? They're like, give me a bottle of Kalila. Put a cap full. Put one cup per barrel of Kalila. And an ounce of E150 colorant to give it the color. Yeah. And they're like, there you go. That's the fire from the sky. Look how dark it is. Yeah, that's the one thing that caught my eye from the difference. It was like I looked at the color and I'm like, oh, wait, it is darker. But I'm like, I'm I'm still smelling the same whiskey. still somewhat tastes the same. Um... Yeah, I'll wow. say the difference between Very these two whiskeys so. are the the bottles that they're in. The Addis, Game of Thrones, you got us. Huh? Still not a bad whiskey though. Well, it is different than red or black label, or yeah. green, or anything else they have as far as their yeah the black regular stuff. The black label is. A peat monster. To, well, it's not a peat monster. Yeah, it's got way more peat than this. You'd yeah, think Song of Fire would be yeah somewhat be smoky. like uh, be like the Johnny Walker Double Black, and that's right. a peat monster. That's like nothing but smoke. Well, they weren't going for the fire as far as peat goes. They were going for fire as far as warmth, like warming. What's the percentage on this? Slightly higher. So, 40.4? Higher. Six. Higher. (laughs) 40.8. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I can't believe these people. Oh, that high. Oh, boy. 40.8%. There's just... You know what I was talking about with that closed in? Almost like... um, Um... Oxidized sherried malts. Mm-hmm. I was talking about in the last episode with yeah. uh, the, blend. the blend. That's kind of how this is that closed down, sort of oxidized dark fruits. And it turned into a fruit, fresh fruit bomb on me later. But this is how it kind of how it start, started was like this closed down, dark. Oxidized. I, I just don't understand how you could There's write, no write all that stuff on the back of that bottle. Okay. Especially when you're the distiller. And be like, yep, I taste that. That's exactly what I made. Or blend it. And it's like, what? Oh, no. Don't get me wrong, I'm a Johnny Walker fan. Johnny Walker is probably one of the first bottles that really kind of got me into scotch because it was blended. My friend 
love Johnny Walker. So I yeah. started liking it, especially like the red label and the black label. And then at that time, I couldn't afford the blue label. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, and their, their higher end stuff is really good. Yeah, one of these days we do the... I got the green. Oh yeah, the green is good. And that wins a lot of awards. I like that one. I mean, a it lot. shows up. Um, if you're wondering about the song on Fire and Ice, <laughs> read the book. Skip the whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I know they've done more collaborations with Game of Thrones. So, mm-hmm. I don't know if this is the first batch or the second batch that you have, but obviously it must have been a hit if they did more than one. Morlack has one, too. Oh, really? Yeah, it's kind of like a Didn't series. I... They've gone around Scotland and made various... Game of Thrones bottles. Did Urbeg do something? Someone did something. Could be. It was another I, company. I don't, I don't remember them. Who's really. who's owned by? Uh, oh my gosh, what is the guy that owns Johnny Walker and or the company? I should say Diageo. Yeah. Who I know who, they they I can't remember what the uh, the who are their brands. Owned. Yeah, because they did um, some Game of Thrones. Ones I think too. Isle of Sky. Huh. Is one of their brands. Mortlack is one of their brands. Um, Lefroy? Lefroy might be one of their brands. I know I know. whoever else they own in the Scotch world has done a Game of Thrones. I just can't... I can't picture it now. I know I came across it before. Not only Johnny Walker, but someone else. And I'm like, oh, they did a Game of Thrones too? Yeah. Huh. Cool. Well... Now we know. Glad to get this one out of the way. You know what I was hoping for? And that shows you I didn't do my homework for this episode. I was hoping for some peat. <laughs> I would not have picked this. I mean, it says it on the bottle. <sighs> that's what they wrote. And you know what? Maybe when I opened it nine, yeah, that's ten like, months oh. ago. Maybe ten months ago it was there. But man, is it not there. And I didn't drink probably any more than an inch or two out of this that bottle. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, yeah. Kind of a disappointment. What do you rate it? 79. Just because what you just read was not advertised in this glass. Yeah. 77 for me. <laughs> yeah. So we both went two, two scores down. Just because of that. Yeah. Because if they if they was just like Johnny Walker one and Johnny Walker two, they'd have then they'd have been closer, but they kinda promised some Pete there and there was just Cause if we would have reviewed these blindfolded and they would have said that, okay, we got two different whiskeys we guys want you to we want you guys to judge. Give you your opinion. It would have been tough for me. I would have been like, okay, I yeah, can, they're pretty similar. It's a slight difference, but <laughs> definitely a difference in I the think color. These are the same. But if you're a blindfolded, you would never know. <laughs> no, not on the smell for sure. <laughs> no. Or the taste. You're like, um, man, I can barely taste peat. Yeah. Wow. 
Okay. Um, High end for me? You know, not all the low ends are going to be Joel quality. So, mm. there you go. Allocated. <laughs> Out of state only. I don't, I don't think I've ever done allocated low ends before, have um, I? <laughs> uh, McKenna much? The people listening to this right now, when they get this out, they're going to be rolling their eyes like, oh my gosh, what Dylan is right about this guy. <clears throat> yeah, right. I mean... Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously the one of the best low ends that we had out. so far was that early times that we reviewed. Yeah, that, that was, was an all-arounder. Really, really that was just that was really all-around good. good. I would say that might be a Buffalo Trace killer in my book. Might be. Close to it. If it, it was available all the time. Yeah. It wasn't like one of those, oh, it's great nose, and then it's like, oh, it's so rough. Yeah. It's it terrible. Was, no, it, was it wasn't. It, it just kind of like... It nailed it on the nose and nailed it on everything else. Well, if we... Uh, you want to pause it or you oh, want to no, roll? No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good. For my high end... We have done things from, uh, or reviewed things from this distillery before. Um, it was part of my blend. Oh. <laughs> so we did the, Jack Daniels, the, the special releases, the, the Koi Hill, and we did the Barrel Proof and all that stuff. But uh, today I'm going to gonna be reviewing the uh, special release uh, single barrel rye. Oldie but oh. goodie. So, and this one comes at you. I don't at, think I, yeah. I've never yeah, had you it. haven't had this one. Okay. So, this one came out before La Coy Hill. So, 2021, I want to say, or 2020. Yeah, 2020. Ooh, high proof. Yeah. So, 65.9. And so, back. Back in this era, even though it's been like three years ago or whatever, um, this made a, a lot of people's whiskeys of the year, just oh. like the Koi Hill and all okay. that stuff. And now that Scotch or that American single malt has already reached everyone's whiskey of the year. That single malt Jack Daniels I was telling you about, the twice barrel sherry. Right. Brand new. Dude. Went went to the liquor store the other day before the meeting, and I went in there, and the the guy was like, "You got cut off the list by one person. They only got six bottles in. Raise one bottle. Other liquor store one bottle. <laughs> huh? Another store. Yeah, it's probably gonna be part of our raffle. And I'm like, hopefully I win it, but." Kind of my 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 journey ended. I was fortunate enough to get these special releases, but Jack Daniels is just on a good. Is this uh, Glen Karen, yeah. Uh, they're just doing good stuff right now, and whoever thought, yeah, from the old number seven, and <laughs> they're making stuff like yeah. this, like the American single malt thing, and the story behind the American sing- single malt. Uh, the master distiller. I want to say that his name might be... Is it Chris Fletcher? I could be wrong. But I guess he went to Scotland 
and saw what they did with single malt and all that stuff and then he just he's like we got to make our own malt yeah we they just did it everyone said that it's wild and hopefully we'll be able to get this bottle um just like they did with the bonded and the triple mash um i think later on this year there's going to be a american single malt aged in sherry okay so the second release sherry. another release yeah it's going to be in that same style of bottle not that style as the other ones so with the american single malt release i think it's like 101 proof and some something like that and then with the regular regular release coming out later on this year it's going to be right at 90 so hopefully it's good yeah <clears throat> so with the specs on this one so the the proofs vary this that year um for this ride so i got the 131.9 proof um so they ranged from 125 to 140 um the special release so the mash bill is 70 percent rye 18 percent corn and 12 percent uh malted barley and yes i got this from for the msrp which is 70 bucks Hmm. is what i spent for it and to let you know just like what they did with uh the barrel proof offering of the bourbon they said that later on this year this is going to be the standard it's not going to be a special release you're going to be able to find this on shelves it's just going to be a barrel proof rye so huh for 70 bucks i don't know how much i'm assuming so it's not a bad deal Mm -mm. i'm i'm gonna immediately cut it down oh my gosh this nose is great because that is uh intense oh this nose is great yeah now when you're talking about the (laughs) batch three kentucky owl that dixon did was like one of the best rides you had yeah And, and the first thing when i said i was like yeah that's up there then I thought about this rye, and I'm like, I don't know. Dylan needs to try this one. Too bad we couldn't just do both of them, but I've been sitting on this one it's for a while. There. It's up there. That nose is great. Yeah. It's, it's like intense. Um, spice. Sweet. Uh, the brown sugar from this is just crazy. Wow. The, the alcohol content is so much, though. It is just fierce. But my thing is, that's why I like Like about a dragon. You, you have to have that. Like, to get the full body, like... Because... You know, straight from the barrel stuff is my forte. You remember when we went to uh, Bardstown and yeah. we were thieving everything out oh, the barrel? Oh, yeah. All, all that was like straight from the barrel proof, and I'm like... Super good. And then she was like, yeah, we're going to water this down, and I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> just, just sell it like this. Right. With the bits of charcoal and everything. <sighs> oh, so good. 
Yeah, Jack Daniels is becoming one of my favorite distilleries. It wasn't at the beginning, and then when they were coming out with these special releases and stuff like that, and then when they came out with that American single malt, that kind of brought something to my attention. I was like, wow, they are really thinking outside the box. And then when they came out with the Koi Hill, everyone's like, oh, it's just going to be the Jack Daniels Barrel Proof. No. The Koi Hill is a different type of bourbon that's been aged in a certain type of warehouse. Mm-hmm. And it just worked out for them that they were like, wow, at high proof and the quality of the taste and all that stuff. Like, if it was just a regular single barrel, barrel proof Jack Daniels, it probably wouldn't taste that good. I don't know. But, like you said, you had the Koi Hill and that was a flavor bomb. Yeah. Even with a teaspoon of water, it's it's still um, heat, alcohol, just so much alcohol. No on the nose. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. You could chew this. This is for no days. joke. I'm telling you, man. It's crazy. Oh, my word. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. If you can buy a bottle of this versus a bottle of McKenna 10, <laughs> it's no competition. No. And secondary for this is like. Well, we all, you know how it is for these special releases for Jack Daniels. I mean, MSRP is 70 bucks, but and then if it you goes go somewhere up else, hundreds of dollars. Yeah. That's just how it works. Wow. You're not kidding about chewing it for days. I know. It's crazy, man. When you're able to chew and stuff, that, that right there for me makes it a good quality whiskey. Wow. Experience. This is exactly what it is. I don't know why I sat on this. Does it have an age statement? No no age statement. I'm guessing that it has to be six to seven years old or something. It's not over oaked. No. It's not like it's all oak or anything. It's got a great color of oak, but... Um, and there's also no charcoal that I'm picking up. Man. Sometimes that charcoal, to reach it, you gotta get it proofed way down. Because the alcohol just covers it up. Wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Did you... Add water to Kentucky Owl? I'm trying to remember. I don't think you did. I don't know. I don't think you did. Because you're like, you know what? This is it's, so good, it, it right, doesn't even know Good it. right as, as it was. And I think that was 114 or something like that. I definitely just added a tablespoon and a half to that. <laughs> and, and still a lot of flavor. It's still so much going on. 
But it, it's now when I'm smelling it, I don't smell just oh, so much alcohol that it's just I can't get through that. Yeah. I'm telling you people out there. It's listening. on a level. Yeah. Don't don't sleep on Jack Daniels. <laughs> no. No one should never I think they just got tired of people like sleeping on them and they were just waiting for the process to happen because they have these little traveling bottles that you can only get in Tennessee uh-huh. that they do like experimental stuff. And everyone raved about that, like, oh why can they release it? Because the name experimental i think they were trying to see what they can do without you know mass producing that product to seeing how people like it i guess same playing the safe route yeah so then they come out with this well they they have a the special release that they came out before the rye was the uh oh my gosh it's called the heritage and that's pretty much was like a double oak type of Jack Daniels, which is good, came in this bottle. It was a rye, no, uh, bourbon. Oh, it was a bourbon. Yeah, and then they came out with this, and I searched for that, and the Koi Hill came out, and you know how good that is. Mm-hmm. So when the American Single Malt came out, I was hoping to get that because they actually put that one in a seven hundred milliliter, and I, I sent that to you right away once I the news dropped that they're gonna release a American Single Malt. I was like, oh, Dylan's going to yeah. love this. But yep. as of right now, can I get a bottle? I wonder if by saying American single malt, they're like suggesting that it is not you're even close to scotch. Because, yeah. you know, there's like Wasman's. Mm-hmm. And um, what's that one in Denver? There's a couple. And oh, like yeah, there's a, a Buffalo. A oh, not Buffalo. Um, I think what these guys are trying to do. One in Texas. I think what uh, the guys here in America are trying to do are trying to establish something. Like, you know what? This is American malt. Yeah. We, we could do it, do it justice, just as Scotch can do. Mm-hmm. And, and we, I mean, the guys out in Iowa, I mean, uh, Cedar, Cedar Ridge. Ridge. You, you They're will, doing their if own If you thing. did it a blind taste, I mean, you could tell, but... It's so clean and crisp, and mm-hmm. you're like, you would never thought that it would be made in Iowa. No. No, that's why I mean, there's there's like two different types in, in America of malt. Mm-hmm. Trying to be like Scotland, and then definitely doing their own thing. Like Wasman's. I don't know if you've ever tasted that. No, I but don't there are some malts here, you know, like Balcones. Mm-hmm. That's a malt, right? And it is not trying to be like Scotland. I mean, they may have been trying, but they didn't make it. I don't think they're trying to be anything. (laughs) That was their own thing. Not a fan of them. I'm not going to give up on them. (laughs) You are? No, no, man. (laughs) I'll tell you this story. I have a full bottle of Balconis at home. Yeah. Someone gave me one as a gift because uh-huh. they know that I like whiskey. Mm. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm mm. excited about this. Uh-huh. And then I looked at the bottle and I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Not your thing. Yeah, the first thing I thought about was you. What was, was it? Like, what a are... bottle of what, though? Uh, Just the bourbon. Bourbon? The bourbon. Hmm. 
one day we'll try it. I got a full bottle at home. You, you know I'm rushing to try that when I get there. <laughs> I did like the rye for a while. I remember when you first had the rye. I liked that. And now going back to it, I'm like, yeah, this ain't it. There's yeah, there's some there's a note there that is hard to get past. Yeah. I think it's just the two year thing. Cause most of their stuff is two years old. It's amazing what they get out of two years from their products, which I'm impressed with. But that's all Texas whiskey. Usually it's like two years or whatever. Cause mm. of the heat. Hmm. That's when summer hits. And it just increases. <laughs> they they could just get so much oak influence yeah. that they can't possibly go any longer. Mm-hmm. Huh. So what's your uh <sighs> for this? As rise go, they think about my rise. Owl. Uh, seems like there's another one I'm in the Mid back winters. of my head. That's that's a rye. Yeah. Midwinter's night dram. Yep. Um. I don't think I've really ever bought expensive rye. I only bought a few bottles of expensive bourbon. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. And the only other expensive rise are the ones you brought over or have had at your house. Yeah. So, yeah, it's on that level. I'm mm-hmm. going to say this is a 91. Yeah. 90, 93 for me. Yeah. I think we both rated Owl 95, though. Really? I, I think we both did. Because something about that blend is just crazy, man. Really? I said 95? Uh, I don't know. We're going to huh. have to go back and listen to it, I guess. Okay. Well, you know how you get in the mood? You know how in in a, in a moment you can be like, this is the greatest moment ever. It's, you know, you're never going to get better than this. And then something else will come down the road and you say the same thing about that. But, but the thing that's beautiful about that Kentucky Owl, even though we're re- reviewing the Jack Daniels, this is beautiful as well. I mean, critic to Fletcher and his, you know, changing the game for Jack Daniels of looking beyond the old number seven. And I, one of the guys I listen to, or two of the guys I listen to, they're called the Bourbon Junkies. They just recently went to Jack Daniels. And when they went there, they went to help someone um, do a pick, obviously. And they're like, man, we thought it was impressive when we went to Buffalo Trace. But when we went to Jack Daniels, it yeah. was just <laughs> Yeah. It was like a city. It's awesome. Yeah, I forgot that you've been there. It is awesome. But now knowing all this stuff is coming out of there, I can only imagine how it is now with some stuff that you can try or uh-huh. whatever. So You know what this I just got now I've put some water in here and had some time and I smelled it and you know what it took me to you know it's, it can take you remind you of places or times 
Yeah, like I said a couple of weeks ago about uh, smells like teen spirit. <laughs> exactly. This took me to the middle of summer, where you can smell all the, you know, the, the fresh cut grass, or all something. the plants, yeah, and yeah, everything's yeah. at its peak, and like you, you, the bugs are flying around. Or just or the you just, dead of the middle of summer. Or you just freshly cut the grass. You know how yeah. fresh cut grass can smell good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Summertime. Man, you're taking me back, Dill. I remember, uh... <laughs> Summertime before the, cell phones. Cutting cut, cut the grass. And my parents... With a Walkman? <laughs> Listen to, Listen to, to Smashing uh, Pumpkins. I was going to say Nine Inch Nails. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, was, that was my it's version. on my wrist, I'm still just a rat in the cage. Walking or riding lawnmower? Oh, walking lawnmower. Oh, yeah. That'll put you in a hypnosis state. <laughs> yeah. Either one. Yeah. When you're when you're mowing for an hour or more, <laughs> you're out there. I don't know why these things that whiskey has been taking me back to the nineties, but it has recently. I don't know. Maybe because I wish that we were back in the nineties, and all the good stuff would be so much more. Obtainable because no one cared about bourbon then. <laughs> oh, Pappy fifteen, sixty nine ninety nine. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was all on the shelf. Blanton's what twenty three bucks? Okay. <laughs> Buffalo Trace. Yeah. All that other stuff. All that stuff was all on the shelf in the nineties. No one no. cared about it no. at all. Everybody was into uh, and that's. When I'm thinking micro like, brews, man, you try this micro brew. Mm-hmm. Like guys your age with these crazy collections, I doubt that they paid secondary for it. They probably were old enough to drink. Cause when did you turn twenty one? Ninety five, six. See, like ninety six. And know. if they grew up around somebody that like bourbon, they just got into it, and they were able to get all this stuff for. Right. SRP and it was available and I think they just stocked up and they were the one of the rare people who were into it though yeah yeah because no, yeah. nobody was even like and they probably weren't even looking. thinking that they weren't going to be able to get it again and yeah. then it just happened that uh, boom happened and then they were like oh I'm glad I got those seven Pappy Van Winkles one day <laughs> hmm. but yeah it's, it's funny how it changed now. Totally. Like when you text me about the whole Buffalo Trace and their distributor thing, I was like, that's not going to change anything. They could do whatever they want, but now, because all the uh, liquor stores know what people are looking for, they're not going <sighs> to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it might not change anything, but then again, it might. They might have some rules that, you know, they their new distributor must follow. Where they weren't before. Who knows? Like I told you when we were last year, I was like, Buffalo Trace likes people going crazy over their stuff. Seeing all that Blanton bottles being filled up when we're 
in that room or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, but we can't get at least one in a store. <laughs> right. They were like cranking those suckers out. But that's the beautiful world of whiskey. Yeah. And now I say that, and then Jack Daniels, you know, only gave a store six bottles around here, and then one store of one. I'm like, what? Something, yeah, well, something just does not add up when you think about the math on Blanton's with, and that production of that little shop. Yeah, it, it doesn't add up. Because they sell it all over the world in every country that they can sell it in. And then all the other countries. You're telling me they're, and ev- everybody's after up. it. Everybody's after it. Yeah. It's not just sitting on the shelves. People but when you are, think about the other countries like Germany and all that stuff, it's like not an unlimited supply, but more than here. Like, I know people that live here and their in-laws went to Germany and came back with a, a, a gold well, Blanton's, which is the 100 proof uh-huh. version or whatever. And they're like, oh, yeah, it was just sitting on the shelf. Like, oh, here? Yeah. Here? It wouldn't even make it to the shelf. Yeah. That's, I think that's a taste thing. People aren't into bourbon like they are here. I, re- I remember watching a, a, in England, I don't know where it was, but a guy was like, I got permission to do this. So I was like, I'm going to take you on a tour of this store. And he just went through all the shelves, pointed stuff out, looked at the price, so-and-so, this and Bell Blair everywhere. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what in the world? But he got to the American bourbon section. He goes, ah, bourbon. <laughs> and there was Buffalo Trace and Blanton's on the shelf. Yeah, who wants this junk? Yeah, he, he didn't he wasn't interested <laughs> at all in it. But it was Blanton sitting on the shelf. But still, on the shelf. You know, they had it. Yeah. So they're selling this stuff all over the world. And man Diller are not Going crazy over Blanton's. Blanton's still should be on the shelf here. Oh, yeah. It's not that great of a bourbon. It's good, but not... Yeah. It's just different. That's all. Yeah. Not something it's not that... It's like it's like... Uh, you should be paying all, $375 for or whatever is like... Right. This is ridiculous at that point. Yeah. I could, I could count... <laughs> that early times... I would probably pick over... Blanton's. I mean, I, I like having Blanton's if I got it for the MSRP or whatever. Because it's something different, like you said. Yeah. But 375 or whatever, no. or standing in line for one, no. Uh-uh. Not going to happen. Going across state lines to <laughs> every 90 days to pick up a bottle? People go crazy over Buffalo Trace, man. Buffalo Trace, I don't know what they did. But people just went crazy yeah. over it. Well, there you go. Yeah, Definitely pick up this if you got. Uh, oh, yeah. if you see this. Jack Daniels Barrel Proof Single Barrel Rye. I doubt that you could find one. And if you do find one, I'm pretty sure it won't be 70 bucks. So. Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately. But we do have that story, though, that it will be a regular offering in the near future, which would be great. But now with this glass shortage, now we can't hardly find the regular offering of the Barrel Proof Single Barrel Jack Daniels, the, the gold label. Wait a minute, glass shortage? Yeah. 
once the whole making bottles. Yeah, once that whole thing with Russia and Ukraine happened, uh, I can't remember which country it is—Ukraine or Russia. They were the ones supplying the bottles. No kidding. To America, so once all that stuff happened, it kind of screwed everything up. What? Why can't we make glass here? So that's uh, for a while you weren't able to find rare breed anymore because of that bottle shape. Oh. And so right when that war was going on, and then it was kind of hard to find rare breed for a time. Ah. Uh. So I'm thinking that they must get the bottles from Russia or Ukraine. Something like that. Isn't that something? You'd never think glass. Like, especially the U.S. Why Why aren't we making bottles here? I don't get that. Maybe it's really cheap. Yeah. But look, and if they're coming in that style of bottle, you know, those are not easy to come by. Right. You gotta... Take some skill to make that. Mm-hmm. And then it's probably cheap, too. You know, uh, recently I was going to buy an amplifier, hi-fi amplifier for my system, right? And I'm noticing all these tube amps out there they're for cheap. I'm like, hey, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is definitely a deal. This is, like, not that old, and it's half off the original price I'm like I'm seriously considering this and I'm looking at the okay what kind of tubes does it take well it takes this special tube okay what's the price I go look at the price for stores in the US and it's $160 a tube I'm like what and That's they're crazy. like, only for customers who have bought this amp from us. So it's like, why all the rarity all of a sudden? And turns out, all pretty much all the tubes are coming from Russia. And they don't, they can't and won't export any of them. So there's so many, even guitar players are sh- on short of tubes to use for their amps. It's a real problem. And I'm like, why don't they have... Why are all the tubes coming from Russia? I mean, that's bizarre that it's one country supplying the whole world. But that's the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, the world we live in. Uh-huh. It's going to be different. It's going to get really weird. Enjoy that whiskey while you can. Enjoy that whiskey while you can. Yeah. You know, enjoy the things that you have in your neck of the woods. See ya.